What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 23 of the MMRK podcast. Rob, it happened. What we predicted happened after our podcast <laughs> last week. <laughs> that was so annoying. Literally, literally <laughs> news came out. And it is, it's, it's not like it wasn't little news. It was huge. Like so, so, so left field, <laughs> you know, Kamaru Usman fighting. What? Hamza. Chamaya. Yeah. <laughs> Hamza. Almost called him Kamzat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I almost always call him Kamzat anyway. <laughs> yeah. Kamzat. I don't know why I froze in. Fiziev. Yeah. Loving and, the name. <laughs> and to, to be said, it's also been confirmed that the winner of this fight is going to fight for a title. Where? Isn't that... Interesting. Isn't that mind-boggling? We're going to talk about that, bro. <laughs> Trust me. We're, we're actually yeah. going to obviously do our UFC 294 predictions of the co-main and the main. We will start off with Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chemaev because we didn't get the opportunity to talk about that last week. And then we'll get into Makachev versus Volk 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's going to be a crazy, crazy episode. Plus a bunch of games, news, what we're playing, etc. If you're new, please do subscribe to the podcast. We've really appreciated mm-hmm. it. I reckon after Almost this Almost hit 15K. We'll get to 15K. I think we'll get there after this one, which is pretty sweet. You know, and and it, that's only a short hop to 150K. I tell you, know you I mean? just don't get my hopes <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> tell all your friends, share it. I I do. I have gone through the comments, and yeah, I I I am fueled by all the genuine like and and whatnot, and just good vibes and good feelings, and just people telling us how much they enjoy the the, the cast and and listen yeah. to us speak. So thank you very much to everyone that leaves comments like that and likes the videos and subs. It's, it all helps the dream. It helps the dream. And Genuinely. there's a couple guys that disagreed with me, which I'm <laughs> going to address this episode. Okay. <laughs> Don't think I didn't see him. We're going to address them later at the end of the episode. Hundred. Let's get stuck into UFC 294. All righty. So as I said, we'll start off with Usman versus Chemaev. I'll break down both of the fighters. Obviously, you, you would be aware, but just for the sake of the cast, Usman coming in with a twenty and three record. He's obviously his last two losses were against Leon Edwards, where he lost the welterweight championship in their first fight. But before then, huge, huge domination. Like, we all know what Usman um, was doing for that run when he had the title especially. Wins against Covington, Masvidal, multiple wins against them. Burns, Woodley, etc. But the, the tricky bit here is that I don't believe he's ever fought at middleweight. So that's the, the tricky one here. Plus, as well, he's coming with, with 12 days to turn around. And then, obviously, we have Chemaev. 12 and no record, undefeated, wins against Holland, Burns, Jing Liang, and others. He's actually had, I know some people said he's never fought at middleweight. He's actually had two middleweight bouts before this, and obviously some catchweight bouts. So technically, mm. he has actually fought at middleweight before. But Rob, let's break this down. Usman versus Chemaev. What are your thoughts, man? What do you yeah. think? Let's get into it. Now, let me, let me start with that. Breakdowns and predictions for fights on short notice is hard. It is very hard to do because, like, honest, honestly, you don't know what you're going to see. You don't yeah. know which version of Kamaru Usman is going to be to, to turn up. Okay, so best I can do mm. is go off the last fight against Leon Edwards. I reckon that's the best I can do is use that Usman as kind of our, our – what's it called? Our – Benchmark. Um, <laughs> <our> benchmark. <laughs> there we are. There we are. There we are. Now, you know, on that though, before we before we go into that, let's talk about the psychology of getting into a short notice fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this also applies to Islam Makachev and Alexander Volk, the second fight. Okay. This is their second fight repeat. So mm-hmm. I think this plays a big, a big, big, big factor. And I saw actually saw someone comment commented in the last post um, on the last episode about the psychology of the fight. So Kamaru's coming in on short notice, okay? What does that mean? So we, we don't know what sort of Kamaru Usman is going to turn up. Mm. Let, let's, say, let's say presumably he's, he's been training, okay? It is short notice, but he's, he's fighting up. That's, that's another thing. These two guys are fighting up. They're not fighting down. You'll notice that a lot of times the guys who take short notice fights don't fight down. It's very... <laughs> You know, mm. it's very hard to to do that. It's very hard to make these these weight cuts, especially at the middleweight division and, and, and higher. But Kamaru Usman is fighting up against Chemaev. What does that do? Okay. Obviously the winner is going to be presented with the title shot. That's that's what we've heard in the works. Now, Usman has nothing to lose. 
No. Really taking this fight. He's not a he's not a middleweight. He's not ranked as a middleweight. Mm-hmm. He if he he if he's been training, you know, and Chemayev really hasn't been you know, he hasn't been tested, tested. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk around the <laughs> the cooler, the water cooler, that <laughs> Jemayev hasn't been tested. And we're going to hear that until he is, right? Burns, yeah. I thought, was a good test. Holland, I thought so, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you also, that cl- that fight was close mm-hmm. with Burns. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a, that, if that was a test fight, that was a close fight against Burns. But then Holland... Uh, you know, Holland himself, uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's he, he has good days, he has bad days. I think it really matches up to like styles with him and who mm. he's matching up against. Um, but he's going up against Chemaev. Chemaev's a hard guy. He doesn't really have anything to lose. So that, you know, taking a short notice fight as a, with nothing to lose might give him that bit of freedom he needs to let go of his hands. Moving up a weight division, he's obviously got knockout power because he starched Masvidal that time. Yeah. You know, obviously perfect positioning and timing and, mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. But yeah. that it might free him up to throw those heavier hands, okay? So that that's just the psychology on that angle of, of the fight. He doesn't really have anything to lose. Neither does Chemayev in that respect, though. Mm. So it might, it might be... You know, they, they might cancel each other out. But I feel like Chamayev's kind of kind of loose with that anyway. I don't think he, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to me like the sort of guy that cares too much about that anyway. Mm, um, mm. Yeah. So but, my question to you is, mm, how do you think Usman's going to go at middleweight, this being his first fight? Mm, a quick turnaround aside, if you can take that out of your mm, mind. Um, how do you think he would fight at middleweight, given his size and the way he's fought before? Okay. So... Let's break down this fight stylistically. Stylistically, mm. I think this is a hard fight for Usman. Mm. I really do. I think, I think <clears throat> if we're going off the the Usman that fought Leon Edwards had a lot of hard. He had he, he had a hard time trying to really get into that shooting range. Yeah, and really get into that like trying to dirty up the fight and get it close and and kind of turn it doggish against the fence. He he had a lot of trouble doing that because of Leon Edwards' great use of range and yeah. utilizing those kicks. Chamayev can do that. He can utilize those kicks. He can utilize his range. He's a he's actually a pretty big dude. He's a tall mm-hmm. guy, um, and he has the wrestling to be able to counter Usman better than Leon does. If anything, I think I think we might see a really good showing of Chemayev. I think all the pieces are in place for Chemayev to really cement himself. Um, oh, not not as a fighter because he obviously he has the, the the rapport. I think this is like another one of those like like the Burns win. I think this win against Usman really like staples his name. You know if that makes sense. No, because I, Chemayev I agree that definitely it does. has the reach. Yeah. He definitely has the strength and mm. the power. But he's also got that like cardio dogfight wrestling where he's yeah. just gonna he's gonna mix in his strikes, he's gonna take you down, he's gonna ride you until you're a little bit slower, then let you back up, then throw some more punches, and he's got range, reach, and spacing the whole time whilst doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just I just don't think I see it being very hard for Usman to win this fight against Chemayev. Then that's not saying that he can't because like no. I said, if if he is feeling free up, nothing to lose, goes in there with a puncher's chance, mm. maybe he clips Chemayev because we saw Chemayev get hurt in that Gilbert Burns fight. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, and yeah. Usman's looking huge right now. <laughs> he, he, he's, he always he's is. Usman at the moment, dude. Yeah. No, but like he's looking extra, extra spicy <laughs> at the moment. Like extra spicy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I don't know that, but in my opinion, I just think I think the reach is going to be too much. Uh, Chamayev does use his kicks, which yeah. gave Usman trouble against Leon. I don't see wrestling. I don't see Usman's offensive wrestling troubling Chamayev, but I can no. see Chamayev using his wrestling against Usman, especially again considering it's late notice mm. and he's had twelve days to prepare. Mm-hmm. You can't unless you've been training constantly with those scrambles and with those wall scrambles and with those wall grinding grappling sessions, you can't build the cardio base you need to, to be effective in that moment. Yeah. I'm actually, Mm. I, I I really do hope that Usman has a great showing because I have a lot of respect for him and obviously for Volk taking the fight at such short notice, but I'm very worried. This is going to be a very one-sided fight, you know, for Chimaev because, 
dude, Chimaev is, is, is just a freak. And we saw, unfortunately, I thought Usman would have done better in that second fight against Leon Edwards. A lot of us did. I think you and I, Rob, we predicted that Usman would come back and find his way mm-hmm. and win. But then he lost mm-hmm. the second time. And now you're talking about going up a, a class and fighting someone like Chimaev, who's undefeated. He was troubled in, mm-hmm. in that fight, as you mentioned. But I just don't see Usman being that guy that can do it, especially on such short notice. Yep. I'm worried for him. That's all I'm going to say in, in this fight. Yeah, and and granted, I'd, honestly, I don't have – is it is it saying horse in the race? I don't have a horse in the race in yeah. this in this fight because with Usman fighting a middleweight now and Chamaya fighting a middleweight, they're, they're, they're enemies now, unfortunately. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. screw them. <laughs> yeah, like uh, not enemies. Like that, okay, That's too personal. Yeah. But, but we're rivals. We're rivals. Yeah, All yeah. middleweights and I are rivals because that's just the name of the game. Hmm. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's funny though, like the, the title shot coming out of this because mm. Chemayev and Usman both aren't ranked as middleweights. So let's say... So a, a win against either, for for either one of them gets them nowhere, but they fight for a title, and it, let's say hypothetically they lose that, yep. they don't go to one, do they? Bro, is that a thing? Now, I, I have <laughs> like, no idea what it does with the ranking. The, obviously, the only reason Dana has made that a thing is because he's trying to reward these guys, especially Usman, for taking the fight at such short notice. And also, like keeping in mind as well, this applies for Makachev and it applies for for mm. Chimaev as well. They have to accept the fight against the new fighter, someone completely mm. different that they haven't trained for. So you have to give a bit of kudos to them. And obviously, that's why mm. Dana said, you know what, winner of this goes for for the title. I'm sure that that would have been a huge factor for Usman taking the fight on on such short notice. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, but I you still, can't really I, you can't really use that point of argument though, because fighters fill in. I don't agree, bro. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. I know. I mean, all the yeah. time. Like yeah. replacements happen day before, all the time. And yeah. You know, title shots aren't being thrown I, out. I'm not saying I agree with Dana. To be clear, I'm not saying I agree. I was trying to rationalize it from his perspective. And obviously, he wants Chmaev in the title you know, arena as fast as possible because uh, yeah. he like sees stories. him being a, a huge star, right? So I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just rationalizing a little bit. However, I don't agree with it because you're right. Mm. What happens to, to... Hypothetically, Rob, let's say Usman won. Where does he go in the rankings? Mm. You're going to put him as, as one? Like, really? And with no other fights in middleweight, Usman goes to one? Same argument for Chemaev. It doesn't matter if, if Chemaev has, okay. has no losses. It's, it doesn't make sense to put him at one. So I don't know what it does it, for the rankings. That's out of the it, window. It, it is funny. The middleweight division right now is quite, it's funny. You know, and then, and then Izzy also came out saying that he's yep. going to have some time away from the game, you know? And we what were a, all expecting Drickers f- versus Izzy. That made the most sense yeah. if Drickers wasn't or, getting the title opportunity. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. What happens to Drickers? <laughs> that dude, like, you know what I mean? I honestly don't beat know, me bro. and yeah, beat me somehow, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just been forgotten. It's, <laughs> it's he really has dude, been, man. It's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't know, you know who what? he fights because if, you know you've got if he um, wasn't a middle. If he wasn't a middleweight, I'd care more. But <laughs> and if it wasn't me, he'd be. Like, I'd care more. You know? Well, yeah, but, I'll, I'll, I was going to say, because like you've got, I'm just pulling up the, the rankings now. Um, so Izzy's out for a little bit. Izzy said very specifically, he's going to be out for a long time healing up, all that kind of stuff. Um, you've got, I think Cannoneer's still going to fight Delize. Like that's still going to be the fight. <laughs> Um, Costa, I don't know. Did you see that staff infection on Costa's elbow? That is brutal, dude. He is out for yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> He's a funny dude. And then I He's saw somewhere fight. that he wants to fight before the end of the year. Still, <laughs> can I? Oh, can I say, Rob? While we're talking about it, dude, that makes sense for you as a fight. You against Costa. I'm just saying. I think it dude, does. Nah, man. He won't. Show, no. Like I, if if I if I want if I want fights, the UFC will book them. I don't like picking my fights for one. All, all right, right, fair enough. Fair I picked enough. it. And and two. <laughs> Like he won't even show up. They won't give him to me because they like he he yeah he'll back. We need out. fights that can that can happen, dude. Like he he was already oh. priming the fact that he wasn't gonna fight when he was like, but if the doctors say I can't, like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah. He gave him yeah. he gave him his out. But let me say though, with Kamaru and Hazmat yeah. taking the fight, right? I don't I don't hate them fighting. 
in the middleweight division. No. I don't hate it. I don't no. hate them th- being thrown into the top five mix. I don't hate mm. it because it just adds a lot of life to the division, adds new faces to fight. Because mm. it, it's been – it's oh, for a big chunk there, for a couple of years at least, mm. the top five were the same unmoving gnomes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I had fought all of them. Like, yeah, you it did. Was, it was a tricky spot, you know, and now we've got some movement with Drickus moving and Sean mm-hmm. moving and mm-hmm. now Usman and Chemaev in the mix. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting place to be. So, but that's, but anyway, that's, that's, that's for the weekend. Let's see what happens from that. Let's see how the fight goes down. My final prediction is mm-hmm. I think Chemaev is going to be too much for Usman, especially short notice. I think Chemaev has a great skill set to, to negate, Usman's best weapons, which is his wrestling mm-hmm. and, and endurance. You know, short notice, I see Chamayev just out endurancing him, out wrestling, like being able to take him into to, to those like dogfight type grapples and scrambles, which takes more energy out of him, and definitely utilizing his reach, range, and spacing to touch him up. So, yeah. Jamayev, I think, wins this fight. Yeah, I completely agree as well. But I, I just all I hope is that Usman has a good showing and I respect him for doing such a short turnaround in a weight mm-hmm. class that you got he's never fought at. You got it. You know? So, mm-hmm. second fight that we're talking about, the main event, Islam Makachev against Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. To, obviously, it's a rematch. Obviously, they fought at UFC 284. We will talk about that at another time. Okay, we promise. Um, Makachev won that by unanimous decision. Makachev's 24-1 last victory was actually against Volk. Previously, he obviously beat Oliveira to get the lightweight title, and he beat you know, Bobby Green. Yeah, impressively, impressively. Beat Dan Hooker before that, etc. Volk, 26-2 well, record. He beat everyone. <laughs> he beat everyone. Well, everyone that he fought, like, to be fair. Like, yeah. there's, there's a few he hasn't fought. Um, and then we got Volk, 26-2. Dominant victory against Yair Rodriguez. Like, that was still impressive. I still remember him slamming on the mat in my head. That was awesome. Plus three victories against Max Holloway, which is no short order. Like, he's a freak. So, Volk's obviously been dominating his division, but now he's going to to fight Makachev in a different weight class. Rob, let's break this one down. We talked about it a bit last week, but how do you feel like this is going to go? Yeah, well, much like I, I said about the psyche, about taking a, a fight on short notice. I, mm. I mentioned it with Kamara Usman and Hazmat Chmaev, but but considering they're both unranked middleweights, it doesn't play into as much effect as it does in this fight against mm-hmm. Makachev. Because honestly, Alexander Volk, the way he fights, these cardio system that he has, the lung said yeah. he has. You you don't get that by only prepping twelve weeks out from a fight. Yeah, so you know he's training all year round, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I don't think he had the biggest – I don't think it was like sprung on him that he got the shot. It was definitely sprung on him that he got the the, the fight chance, but he, he would have been training at some point. Yeah. He, uh, he, w- he would have been training. Now, going into this fight, short notice, the underdog, 12 days notice. Yeah. Maybe that frees up Volk's mind. To throw his hands a little more, okay? Because I was thinking, I was sitting back and thinking, like, what can Volk do differently from that first fight mm-hmm. opposed to, uh, to, to to get the win, you know, to, to get the nod instead of instead of losing? So in my opinion, I think he needs to let his hands go a little bit more. He had such success with it and he yeah. looked so dominant when he was moving forward, throwing hands, throwing kicks. Obviously, that comes with the risk of Islam, you know, trying to shoot those takedowns, trying to get under him and, you know, being controlled. Because uh, honestly, if if Volk wasn't controlled on the mat that, that round where he was on his back, and yeah, Volk was throwing punches, but he was, no, he was no, defending no. the choke the entire time. Like, it, yeah. if he wasn't controlled that, that round, then I think Volk might have even won that fight, you know? So mm. it definitely has some risk trying to move forward, trying to to be more aggressive with his hands. But in saying that, though, he looked so good when he was moving forward, mm-hmm. when he was taking an aggressive stance on his shots, when he was doing his his, uh, his stance switch left hand and then throwing that body kick with his legs. I don't know. He, he looked really good moving forward. And honestly, Makachev didn't. <laughs> he didn't look good when he was moving back. He, he Yeah, I... I would like to see more of that from Volk. And maybe, 
him taking this fight on short notice frees his mind up to mm. do exactly that. Maybe because let if we look at this fight, he has absolutely nothing to lose. I'm sure he got paid excellent cash to take <laughs> this fight on short notice. Um, yeah. he, he's got to punch his chance by any means. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always training. So I'm sure mm-hmm. he's fit enough for the five rounds. Yeah. And, you know, he gave – and that's got to play on Islam's mind. 12 days notice, Volk stepping in. Volk gave him his hardest fight to date. Mm-hmm. Volk, you know, Volk has nothing to lose. Islam, to lose to a guy on 12 days notice, looks pretty bad. Yeah. So, and yeah, And that, so Volk, mm. so he made a statement that when he got the call 12, 12 days out, he weighed 181 pounds. So he needs to cut, what is it, like 26 or so pounds? To get ready for the fight, which is actually wild. So if, if he goes in there and beats Islam on 12 days notice, cutting down that much, that is the, I don't know what that does mentally and, and, and to Islam's psyche, because that would be a huge loss for him. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Some people disagreed and said that, oh, he actually does have a lot to lose. I, I, I agree with you, Rob. I don't think he has much to lose. I think Islam has everything to lose. Because, yeah, he beat him before, but he hasn't had mm. that, like, he hasn't had a dominant title reign like Volk has and like John Jones has and then and other fighters. If he wants to cement his legacy, and I believe, I strongly believe Islam can do that, he needs to beat Volk because he needs to have yeah. a dominant title reign. And But to, kudos to him, like, he could have had other fights, but he chose to fight someone like Volk, who's a freak. So mm-hmm. I have yep. a lot of respect for both these guys. I, it's going to be such a good fight. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Islam's in a in a in a tough spot because he's he's been compared to a likeness of Khabib constantly, yeah. and obviously with Khabib in his corner, it doesn't help having that <laughs> shadow sucked here. Right? Constantly talking about but him too. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, he's not he's not Khabib. No, nah. dude, he he's not him, and he hasn't had the reign yet. That Khabib has. He hasn't beat the names yet that Khabib has. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how this fight goes. Obviously, there is the fact that I think Islam flying all the way to Australia mm-hmm. and then having less time to hydrate. It's a good point. And fighting on Sunday during the day, that's it's very different mm. to where they're fighting now in Abu Dhabi. You know, this is kind of his his home home turf per se. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a very different showing. And now Volks having to go there twelve days notice. The time zone difference is massive, huge, like massive. So just just adapting to that will be interesting in itself. But oh, mate, I need a final prediction from you, Rob. No, no fence sitting oh, on this, this one. Is tricky. It is very hard, but. Who do you think is actually going to win? And and how does it how does it even go? You try and look at it. I can because you you look at the fight, and it's hard to say because in that first fight, Volk did Volk hurt Makachev? You reckon? Yeah, no, he he hundred percent did. They both hurt each other. It was a very very competitive fight. I think in the judges' eyes, and we'll talk about this later, but in the judges' eyes. There was so much ground control and control time from Makachev's side mm. that it really did affect Volk in, in those key rounds. And I, I, I think Volk defended a lot of those takedowns fantastically, but there were a few lapses in in his attention, and that's when Islam struck like a cobra. He really, Volk, needs to be careful and not drop his guard and just, I know it's hard, like you got to be up at, uh, 100% of the time, but that's the thing. He yeah. needs to make sure that that doesn't happen in one round if, and then another round and then another round. You yeah. Know? If Volk's fit, I don't see him any th- in, in any danger of the grappling of Makachev. He trains constantly with Craig Jones. Craig Jones is a phenom at the Obviously, game. yeah. Like phenom. phenom. Yeah. Um, but did he train with Craig but, Jones before for the first fight? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. No. Nah. He did. Well, there you go. It's a, and and Makachev was still pretty successful in, in taking him down. Um, so this is a very Success. hard one to predict. Measure it. It's hard. <laughs> um, uh, like, I know you like. You know Volk. what I mean? No. <laughs> nah, it's it's like yeah. he had he had Volk's back, but wasn't able to do anything with it for like four minutes. It's success. Right? We will like, talk about it, but I need a prediction it, from you. I need oh, a prediction mate. from you. Oh, mate. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's, I can see this. 
like I said, with <laughs> with late notice fights, it's so hard. It's so hard to because we don't know whether we're going to see Volk at his t- peak level fitness or if we're going to see a Volk that is fit but not Volk fit and had to cut twenty six pounds in twelve days. Yeah. But you also know, Volk, you- when he when he's at Volk fitness, he is a fucking swimmer. So re- regular Volk would still be very high comparative to everyone else. He's still going to have yeah, crazy, crazy cardio. You can't slow down in the scrambles against Makachev. For sure. For sure. If you start to slow down, get tired by half a second, you're getting put into bad positions yeah. and he's going to beat you up. So dare like, I say, Rob, not because you don't think Volk would otherwise win this fight, but because of the short turnaround, fighting someone like Makachev on such short notice and cutting so much weight, that mm. might be the deciding factor. And ultimately, yeah, it's it's not out of Volk's hands because he took the fight, but he, there's nothing much he can do within 12 days, and that might cost him the fight. Well, I, And I, I can also see Volk just turning this into a slugfest because of that. Maybe he just throws heavy hands yeah. and, hurt, and, and lands them on Makachev. But I, I don't think Makachev's going to allow that. I, I, I genuinely Volk's, don't. He's not going to, but I'm sure like Volk done so much work. I'm sure he can stuff the first few takedown attempts of Makachev. Sure. And if Makachev gets gets too free, he's going to get caught. He And I, I think a heavier Volk, like, he, Volk's got enough power to hurt him. We saw that in the first fight. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, man, this is tricky. This is <laughs> tricky. <laughs> So many variables because like, oh, yeah. you don't know what Volk's going to turn up because you don't yeah. know what he's been doing. You I'm going to say this, all right, and, and this is how I'm going to play You know, both sides of the field. But if this was Volk with a full training camp and learning what he did against the first fight, he, he had plenty of time to train and he didn't have to cut in, in such short notice, I'd 100% back Volk to win. But unfortunately, given the circumstances, the huge time zone difference, I, I struggle going anywhere from Australia overseas on a holiday, mm. and I couldn't imagine trying to do that fighting someone mm. like Makachev, right? I unfortunately have to back Islam on this because I think it's a tall order for anyone. Even though he's Volk, it's mm. going to be very, very difficult. So that's who well, my prediction is going to be. Yep. And if I'm I'm going Volk via knockout. I reckon Volk's going to get a knockout. <laughs> All right. And then knock Makachev out. All for right. one, I, it would be un Australian of me to pick anybody else, all right? And I Come will on, not, I want to win too. I, I will not do that to my countrymen. Okay. <laughs> but also, you know what? We have seen some crazy upsets this year. We have. We've seen some weird stuff yep. and the year's not over. Maybe nah. there's some voodoo in the air. I think short 12 days vault gets it done, creates a legacy that'll that'll go down in history. Volk to win, greatest. Usman to win. Upset card of the year. Let's see. No, Usman. No, I said Chimaev. To, to I know win. you did, but I, could, you, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine the reaction? Usman, Usman wins. That would Both be. Both of them. It'd be insane. Oh, mate. Well, I'd, oh, mate, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> too much for me to handle. Too much for me to handle. That's another it'd be, an, it'd be a hell of an episode <laughs> of MMR Kane, for sure. So let yeah. us know in the comments below your predictions for both of the, the co-main mm-hmm. and the main. Very keen think? to see what you think. We really do read every comment, and that's why we're responding to you throughout. Um, mm-hmm. But Rob, that is it for UFC 294, UFC's. our predictions and breakdown. All righty, so next up, we've got some games news to talk about. Bit of a relatively quiet week, Rob. Certainly not for PlayStation, though. They've got Marvel's Spider-Man 2 coming out this week, I think, very, very soon. Yep. Reviews have Two come days. out. 91 on Open Critic. This seems like a genuine banger. And it's been a while since the, the dev has had their last 90-plus score. I think it was a Ratchet and Clank game, um, Insomniac beforehand. But it's looking really, really good. Rob, I want to know, are you, are you going to be playing Marvel Spider-Man 2? It, it seems like a good game. I, to a degree, to a degree, mm. okay? My son has had a calendar up on his fridge <laughs> every day, crossing out with an X for the for the for the next Spider Man game. He Hell is yeah. so pumped, mm. so pumped. He knows it comes out in two days. Mm-hmm. And I think through him I'm going to be playing it. You yeah. know? <laughs> Are you just gonna watch him He's or actually join gonna- in? Oh, he won't let me have a go. He's a little bit of <laughs> just like just just like his dad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he'll 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 need a hand with some of the puzzles, maybe, maybe, yeah. and I'll be yeah. there. I'll be there. But I, I've always liked, I've always got a soft spot for the Spider-Man games because I remember the first one, like, 
Mm. It's just it is so freeing to be able to swing around the city like that. It is such yeah. a cool thing. Cool yeah. thing. My, and I, I'm really pumped for it because I actually didn't play the first new Spider-Man, but I did play Miles Morales. And for it was obviously a fairly contained game, not too long. But it was just so much fun. Mm. I, I completely 100%ed it. I don't know why I had such satisfaction playing Miles Morales. And I'm pumped for the new game. I'm see, pumped to I see. I didn't like Miles Morales. Really? Why not? Even my son didn't really like it what? that much. Like the first one well, was. No, 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 no. Why? No, you got to play the first one, dude. I know. I know. Good, I know. good. Yeah. But at oh, the very least, story-wise, I know what's going on. I know what's like. I understand what's going on. Yeah. And apparently the new one's better than Fair the first. Enough. That's what I hear. <laughs> Well, you'd hope so, but yeah, they really are. They really live up to that title, but we'll see. Only, only because we'll see. we all have our nostalgia goggles on. We all love the first of anything, and the second always <laughs> struggles to follow up for that reason. Yeah, but the first one wasn't that long ago. Like <laughs> my son well, still turns it on. <laughs> like yeah, but it was years ago now. Hold up. Yeah, but I don't I'm, know. I'm gonna... Software hasn't changed that much. 2018. So it's not like five years ago, but nothing like crazy, crazy long. But it did get the remake mm. or the remaster on PlayStation 5, I believe. I have to play it, but I I, I don't know. I'm just going to play the, the sequel first because it's coming out. Everyone's excited to play it. And if I really like it, then I'll go back and play the first and see how it compares. That's my plan. No, There's just too many games. No, can't do that. Can't, Why not? Can't retro game. No. You got to just start with the first one. I can do what I want and I'll enjoy myself doing it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't oh, want to. You don't find it hard to go backwards in graphics? Not at all. Not at all. I will I will go pluck oh, it and back dude. and play Fallout 3 happily, even with the graphics. I don't oh, care. Oh. Graphics don't matter to me, bro. Bro, you like, play it has to top be down something. isometric games with terrible graphics. Yeah, but I don't I don't go from isometric games to like Pong. You know what I mean? I'm sure you like, would if something interesting go, came up. I don't go backwards in time. You know, yeah, we're, oh, we're talking know. five it's, years and but yeah. It, in saying that, I, I have done that. I had I did it with uh, Dark Souls. I started with Dark Souls three, go. and I went to two, and then I went yep. to one. There you go. And uh, it looks, yeah, yeah. Look, maybe, there are some games where you shouldn't do it. I'll give an example. Don't do it with The Witcher. Don't play Witcher three and be like, I'm going to play Witcher one because you're going to have a bad time. But the first Spider Man wasn't released too long ago. Like the graphics still hold up, especially because yeah. of the remaster on on PlayStation Five yeah. or the remake, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you call it. So yeah, I'm gonna be playing it, Rob. You're gonna be playing it through your son. So uh, it would be interesting <laughs> to know what you think that's that's like because that's how I used to play games. I used to watch like my brother or my cousin play games on the TV. Mm. Best time I ever had as a but, kid was watching them play. Was I awesome. know everything about Spider Man One because of that. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I can I can do the I, I can do those little electrical puzzles in my head. I still remember them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I can recreate them, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking well, forward to them. It's going to be good. Coming out in a few Very days. Good. Let us know if you're going to be playing the comments below. Next up, we've talked Who's about your favorite this- Spider-Man character. Oh, can I say Venom? It's it is Spider-Man universe, right? Yeah, Venom's cool. Probably Venom. Yeah, yeah. But like like movie Venom or Venom Venom. No venom. I feel like venom. I feel like I feel like comic book venom was different than the movie venom that came I, out. I like movie, uh, movie venom. The movie venom was cool, but yeah. the movie was sick. But uh, I feel like he was different in like the comics. Yeah, Tom Hardy is pretty I feel good like he as well. Was way more evil. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He is really good. But really, um, really good. Who, who's the? Uh, Tell you, what, I hate Hobgoblin. He's annoying. Hob <laughs> Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. I need to refresh my memory. Oh, there you know Hobgoblin is. I just, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Who? it's like, there's the orange one and the green one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, under, I can't remember why they, I remember, fun, here we go, let's go on a tangent. Go on. I remember when I was in, when I was in um, year three or year two or something like that, my friend mm. brought this cool toy to school, Hobgoblin toy. It was amazing. It had the glider and everything like, oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. I stole it out of his bag. <laughs> like straight up stole it. And I remember sitting in class and just the guilt eating me up. Oh, no. And just knowing I had done something terrible and I confessed. 
At least you and, confess uh, and you gave it back. It shows you what, what kind of person you are, Rob. Yeah, dude. Good on you. But I wanted it so bad. <laughs> so bad. But now you have adult money. Now you can go back and buy it if you really want it. Yeah. Now, I can, now what do I want toys for? <laughs> you display them in the background. like in like play them on my desk like this. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're collectibles. They're not toys. They're collectibles. Although I, I will say, I do play toys with my kids sometimes, but yeah. it always just ends up in like a punch up. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to have the strongest one. No, he has to have the strongest yeah, one. Yeah. No, I'm not playing with him right. And then I just end up doing stupid things and then they get the shits and we're fighting. It's it's like <laughs> playing board games. There's, there's never a, a happy winner at the end because it always ends up in a fight. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I only had kids to annoy them. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But I'm sorry. I, sorry, I sidetracked this. It's all good. It's all, all right, good. Where were we? The next topic, we've talked about this a few times, so we won't dwell on it. But finally... Xbox has acquired Activision Blizzard. It is done. It is all approved. Um, the interesting thing coming from this, Rob, is that it seems like they're not going to be putting, putting Activision Blizzard games onto Game Pass straight away. Sounds like they're going to be waiting until next year. Phil, uh, Phil Spencer has said he wants to take a bit more of a respectful approach with their titles. Um, and obviously, it's a tricky one because you have so many PlayStation players invested in those games and in, in that universe. Um how do you feel about that, Rob? Like, you don't have Game Pass, do you? Or, or you may, you might. Uh, no, my kids do. Yeah, my kids do. three kids. I technically do to a degree. Yeah. Like, um, Game Pass yeah. is great for kids because they yeah. can just play whatever new games every every yeah, every day. Every day is something yeah. new they can muck around with. Um, yeah, yeah so it's I, an interesting. Like one. I said, I think this is I think this is a big milestone for Xbox taking over the world. I think it's a great <laughs> step for Xbox world to, domination. to slowly consume. <laughs> to slowly consume the entire the entire industry like yeah it, it will be a game changer Xbox eat disney up dude it's gonna be a game changer once diablo world of warcraft overwatch like you keep listing games once they're all eventually on game pass it is going to be a monster of of a subscription service but i will I say will say yeah go on mm -hmm. go on no, yeah, no, please. We please, we both weird. had a I will say moment. I remember <laughs> yeah, yours. Go, Don't go. forget it. Give I'll me say, will say. I will say, however many billion dollars it costs to to acquire Activision Blizzard, once those games start going on onto Game Pass, expect to see a, a price increase. That there's just no way. There is literally zero chance that Game Pass stays the same price because it costs them so much to make this acquisition. I don't think they're going to make enough in terms of new subscribers to Game Pass purely from the fact that there are Activision Blizzard games there, especially if they're releasing it, them so slowly. They're going to have to increase the price um, at some stage. I, I, I'm betting on it. Within a year, it'll increase. So what was your have to say? <laughs> I feel like Blizzard needs Game Pass, something like that. I feel like the direction yeah. Blizzard has been going for the last several years their titles, whilst nostalgic and whilst iconic and, you know, mm. they have that cult following of forever, I feel like they have been slowly declining for a long time yeah. and, like, with the cult obviously just hanging back. And to be able to, to bring the newer audience, like, especially, like, the younger audience, if you would, because a lot of yeah. guys that play WoW, they're not, they're not this decade. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. They're like... 20 years ago, people, 30 yeah. years ago, people, <laughs> they're, they're, um, yeah, I feel like they need that game pass injection to be able to just get the titles out to everyone mm. that'll have them just to, yeah, just to, to change things up. I think it'll help the player base. I think it'll help change. It'll just change up the culture maybe a little bit, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. for better or worse. We'll, we'll wait to see, but I also think, I think all, all of them being together will, we can only see things moving in a positive direction for, for Blizzard games. Like, I will yeah. say that I think Xbox is going to run rampant through the culture of Activision Blizzard. And I, I in terms of Blizzard, I think it does come from the top down, from corporate and, and from Activision specifically. I think hopefully Phil Spencer is going to fix all that up. And the beauty of Game Pass is that it really does give their devs the freedom to more so make the games that they want and not the games that they think will sell at $60 US or $70 US now. Mm -hmm. Game Pass makes it a bit more flexible, and I hope that means the decision that you know devs like Blizzard make now aren't so tied to 
the the corporate goals that Activision Blizzard had before. It, it was, and and I'm not going to like name names or anything, but I hope Xbox is able to make those changes because Blizzard was is struggling. Mm. Change like especially with like you look at Overwatch two and the decisions that they've made with that. Even even with Diablo, people are really upset at the moment. I hope they turn it around, and I think they will. They've got so many brands and IPs uh, at their disposal now. I think this was a very, very good time for Activision Blizzard to be acquired and probably the best company out there to do it. I couldn't imagine if it was like Disney or Tencent or, or Apple or someone like that. It would have been even worse. Of all the, the corporate overlords, Xbox is probably one of the better ones out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of for the gamers. And that's pretty much it, Rob, in terms of, of the game news. Moving on to our next segment, mm-hmm. watch, what we've been playing, watching, and reading. Rob, have you been playing, watching, or reading anything this week? Or you, you've been stuck in training? I well? haven't. So I'm, I'm kind of like just floating around with books. I, I picked up a book that holds my interest to finish it, but it's nothing worth recommending just yet. I'm waiting for some more bigger titles. Did see someone comment that uh, they picked up Furies of Calderon. Yep. And they, they thanked me. It, it's a good book. If you like the whole premise of Avatar, but you want something more adult, yep. check out Furies of Calderon. It's sick. And there's a ton of books. Like you'll get a lot of good reading out of it. Yeah. Watching, haven't started on a new season of anime just because there aren't enough episodes. Like I've got to have at least four before Fair I start watching I it weekly, it. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I have, I have been playing something different. I've been playing the last couple of days, Lords of the Fallen. Ah, oh, we've got a Can question that? about that. Excellent. All right. Rob, what do you think? And I want to highlight the, the mm. question now because uh, David Henty8760 did ask, are you guys going to play Lord of the Fallen? Looks really good. Comes out this Friday. Obviously, that question was asked last week. It's out now. Yep. Rob, how is it? How is it? Mate, It's it's good. It's really good. I think if you're a okay. fan of, say, Dark Souls 3, if you're a fan yeah. of Dark Souls 3, you'll like it. You'll like Lords of the Fallen. I don't think it's quite as good as Elden Ring. Yeah. If we're looking at it, not obviously not through a setting or scene or anything like that mechanics-wise. Mm, mm. I don't think it's as good as Elden Ring, but I do think it's as good as Dark Souls 3, even mechanically to a degree. Wow. I think okay. it might look better in some regard, just due to armor and the way they've got certain pieces moving and whatnot. I think yeah. it, it might look a little cooler. There are a couple of mechanics. Like you can tell Lords of the Fallen, and I didn't look this up, but I'm sure they they, they would have had to have mentioned it's heavily inspired from yeah, the Dark yeah. Souls games yeah. and stuff. Because like they have like same things. Like it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost identical. Uh mm. like even the remembrances of bosses and the souls yeah. and bonfires, the every it all it's all kind of identical. I think it's it's good. I haven't gotten too far into it, so yeah. <laughs> my my general thing of when I play these Dark Souls games is I just I pick the worst class and then just run my absolute hardest <laughs> through the levels. I don't kill anything. I don't stop. I can't. I don't do any. I just I'm You're zooming around man. at 200 degrees, like trying to trying to loot everything and run as fast as I can until I hit the first boss. Trying yeah. to beat the first boss with buckets was hard. Okay, the, <laughs> the condemned class that I started with has buckets for hands, like Jesus on his hands, I should say. Christ. And so I was trying to punch on with the, the first boss. That was annoying, but nothing too crazy. I'm not too far into the game just yet. Yeah. I, um, I, I read a couple of the reviews on Steam, yeah. and I didn't – some people are saying that it's clunky and the dodge mechanics. I didn't feel it. Like, obviously, it's not – if you're going from Elden Ring to this, you want to feel some discrepancies, but I don't yeah. know. Have a week off and then come back. It's it's not too bad. Like if you if you start working your way backwards through Dark Souls, you feel mm. clunk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. When I went from Dark Souls three to two to one, like there's some clunk. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even think like Dark Souls one. I'm pretty sure only have like only has like eight directions you can <laughs> roll in. It's like hard locked. I don't yeah. know. It was weird. It was fun though. It was fun. Once you get past that and you get used to it a little bit, it's it's yeah. pretty good. I think it's more forgiving than. And Dark Souls, like I don't find it as hard to a degree. Like mm. I got through the first boss and the second boss with just punching with buckets, and it wasn't so hard. Granted, they're not super hard bosses, but I feel like the iframes yeah. you get through dodging is pretty easy. I feel like the iframes you get with parrying is massive. Felt like mm. a god at one point just parrying everything. <laughs> but I don't know. It's fun. I really, I really enjoy it. To be honest, like uh, thus far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. It. I haven't had a lot of time to play with it, but I'm enjoying mm. it. 
I, I honestly, it was not the exp- uh, reaction I expected because I saw the reviews and not just on Steam, but also Open Critic and Metacritic. They're not the best for the game. They're at 69 at the moment. Um, I know that there yeah. are performance issues, especially, um, I don't know, I think it was Xbox that, that, that had it or they had to delay mm-hmm. it on Xbox or something like that. Um, I've, I haven't played the game. I haven't looked too closely into it. But yeah, things that weren't looking the best in, in the review department for the game. So it's interesting that you do say that, Rob. But you do you do love from yeah. software style games, so I, I can understand. Yeah, like there aren't and there aren't many there aren't many of them. No, that's to not. be honest. Yeah. And I think and I think this guy jumping into to to that realm where like FromSoft are so big, they're titans yeah. in that genre. No one can come close to them. And I think like, you know what they've done? They've gone like, okay, if it ain't broke, let's not fix it. Let's mm. not reinvent the wheel. Let's just mm. try to reskin it in our own flavor. Let's 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 create something, but to our taste, to our style. And I Fair think enough. they've done that. Um, yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know. I think maybe people's expectations were a bit, a bit high because obviously mm. with Elden Ring being first and forefront in that in that area, people think that another person entering the competition is competing f- with that game. And right. that's not the case. I think they're just trying to hit their own sort of niche market. And it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I, we've spoken on it before many times. I think gamers are very, very picky. Like <laughs> I think I think they're picky. Like the the developers have already have already done, I think, two or three patches. Yeah. And it's been out for four days. Like and they're already fixing bugs and glitches that some people are trying to do <laughs> putting up YouTubes on <laughs> just breaking the game. Did you but expect anything different? It, <laughs> it's yeah, but they're kind of becoming like parasites. You know what I mean? They don't do things in good nature anymore. I feel like I feel like even the people on Steam sometimes aren't. They're not giving their opinions. They're just trying to. They're just really trying to put shit on people or put shit on a game and developers. Like these guys have dedicated hundreds of hours and, yeah. and love and time into a game to to, to these people, mm. and they jump on. It goes play time of thirty five minutes. And they just give it a shit review and like hammer it. And I think like, dude, who are you? I, I, I are you really do think to be such to be criticizing th- yeah. things this this heavily. Like what what's yeah. what's your background? You 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 know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It gets it gets me really right. I'm starting to jeer, I'm starting to get mad. Because no, like, I, I understand. Relax. I understand. It's it's day one. It's day one. All right. If you don't like yeah. it, how about you just refund it and shut your mouth? <laughs> right, there's no need to 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 write a whole spiel on why it's bad. Okay, yeah. granted. Okay, if 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 it's like people are complaining about the multiplayer, all right, you can say multiplayer isn't working. Hope they fix it. Interested? Like you can do it nice. You can do it nice. Yeah. You don't have to be a prick about things. I feel like people sometimes are just taking the chance and opportunity to put people down to put shit on people, and I think that's that's a terrible thing to do. I feel like society mm. has just get caught up too much into that style of doing things. Just went on a massive rant. <laughs> no, you did, but oh, look, I, I will be real with you. I un- I understand it. I think we're in a very much in a culture now, and it's fueled by. You know, Twitter being like people can make money from Twitter, and yeah, and dude. people want to get a lot of likes and clicks on on the internet. Um, on a, on unfortunately, it's the either extremes that usually get the most atten- attention. It's either this is game of the year, this is amazing, listen to what I have to say, or it's this game is shit, and either side usually gets a lot of clicks. It's unfortunately, mm. it's never really the 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 constructive middling argument that gets pushed to the top in terms of the algorithm and gets a lot of views. It's the same on Twitter, it's the same on YouTube, and it's the same on Steam reviews as well. And I I think no doubt Mm. that partly makes people a little bit harsher or a little bit more favorable in their reviews either either way. Um, So I'm sure that there are people that, yeah, have genuinely had a bad experience with this game, but I agree. Don't be a dick about it. (laughs) It's, I yeah, 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 it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, it is frustrating. And like, yeah, yeah, is what it is. Fair enough. Is what it is. I feel like the gaming community though has been slowly shifting toxically of late. In like the last few years, I feel like the gamer culture has slowly yeah. turned toxic for some reason, and mm. I think we need to nip that in the bud. If you're listening to this review and you're one of those guys, just 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 think about it. That's all. Just, <laughs> all just right. think about it. If it's not uh, you, it's not you. Like you yeah. just do you, but think about it. 
Fair enough. In terms of me, I haven't been playing anything. I liked really. it, but yeah. <laughs> long story short. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been playing Sorry. anything this week, really. Um, the thing that I've been doing is is picking up back Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Rob, it's really good. You mm-hmm. dropped it at the worst possible time. It is like the anima- fun yeah, animations. Well, everything is amazing. When, when, you, when you get past the, the, the flashback they episodes. They disrespected me. Oh, come on. Just get past the flashback episodes. Get past the one slice of life episode. The one where he's like wanting to date this girl. The girl wants to date him, whatever. And then get past that because Are you then me there's a really slice good. of life episode yes. past the three episodes of flashback? I tell you what, that did annoy me because I was that like, is, I, that I is genuinely was like, what is this? How dare you? How dare you disrespect me like that? I'm just saying get like past that. it. Get past it because it's You're good. telling me- to get past two hours of bullshit to start watching something interesting? Nah, I'm dude. sure you've done what <laughs> I'm sure you've watched worse from. I'm sure you put up with worse. Don't lie to me. Yeah, but I've I'd like to think that I've I've dedicated 20 plus years to anime and anime culture. Mm. I've watched everything and everything in between. Okay, I've seen a lot of a lot of good stuff, yep. a lot of really bad stuff, yep. a lot of really weird stuff. Okay, and and you want to hit me season two with for one a movie you didn't tell me about, <laughs> yeah, and three flashbacks and then a slice of life episode, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. Jujutsu cousin. See you later. So now we're moving on to viewer yep. questions. If you have your viewer questions, of course, as always, mm-hmm. let us know in the in the comments below. But Rob, first one, uh, this is another big news that happened after all the Usman stuff and, and Volk stuff, but Master Spencer 2483 asks, oh, yeah. Rob, what are your thoughts on the UFC ending its partnership with USADA? And obviously now they're partnering with the Drug Free Sport International Group. Um, Rob, what did you think? Mate, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I've, I've looked at some interviews and articles on both sides of USADA mm. and UFC. It's the way USADA did it made look made UFC look super dodgy. And they, then, I agree. And then when you look at it from UFC's side, it's like, nah, you, you, you painted them in the worst possible light. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm happy to hear that, you know, drugs-free sport internationals jumping in. I yeah. think- as long as it's not controlled by the governing company of like the the fighters, because that can get a little bit hairy, and obviously sure. it doesn't look super 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 legit. <laughs> but yeah, there, there needs to be testing in the sport. You've if you look at the history books and you look at the certain fighters and you look at trajectories of fighters once they <laughs> drug t- uh, the companies came in, yeah, and when they weren't. You know, it, it's there. It, it works. It does work. Okay, and I think to keep everyone on the same sort of playing field, and that and that that's not to say that there aren't going to be people who are still cheating and getting around that, but mm-hmm. that's on them. You know, they got to sleep with that over night time. Yeah, but yeah, you know, um, it's just a part of the sport. Like I yeah. wasn't particularly attached to USADA. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not like yeah. oh no, by USADA. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I'm, enough. I'm glad I got the. I'm glad I got the. The, the testing jacket before they bounced. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the next question that we have, I really like this question because as a fan of Dragon Ball, I, I really can't wait to nip this in the bud. But Re, uh, Regent Statue 745 asks, who do you think wins between Goku and One Punch Man? So I'm going to say this, Rob, mm-hmm. as I am an mm-hmm. avid Dragon Ball supporter. Like I love that one of my favorite anime of all time because of my childhood one punch man smokes goku Let, let's be let's be real the one punch man is a character that is very much intended to be overpowered from the get-go and can defeat most of the people that the, that he fights within one or two sometimes slightly more punches okay goku would be exploded in the first series punch that one punch man throws that is just the reality. I don't care if it's Ultra Instinct Goku, however many power ups that he has, it has to be One Punch Man, just because that's the kind of character that he was written to be. Mm. And I love Goku, so that's that's yeah. my answer to that. Rob, um, two things. I do think there is that whole thing about One Punch Man. I think that yep. like One Punch Man's power is just being stronger than everybody else, like that's it. no matter what. I think that is his power. 
because mm-hmm. he's a parody character, right? He is. But I'm pretty sure I've gone down the rabbit hole of who would win fights like <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Goku has like a an ability that can make things just disappear. Like make parody f- stuff like that just disappear, like non-exist anymore. I'm, I'm pretty look into sure that. he's got like an I'm pretty sure he's got like an anti that thing power. I've seen it pop up multiple times. You're going to have to send me the link forums. to that because I don't know what you're so talking about. If, <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, please comment below about Goku having yeah. a special ability that kills parody characters because I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I, I read that somewhere in- Somewhere on in, Reddit. In a chat group, <laughs> somewhere on Reddit, like deep in the bowels of Reddit. But yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my answer. All right, Rob. All right. We, we've got to do it. Last episode that we recorded for the podcast, this was by far the biggest talking point in the comment section, and we really need to nip it in the bud in, in this episode, in this video. So many people ask, I'm just pulling one person's question, at Walking uh, Desecration asks, Volk versus Islam 1 was a great fight, but it feels like it was pretty clear. Uh, it was a pretty clear decision, though. What rounds beyond the fifth did you guys think Volk won? So let's just put it this way, Rob. Seriously, objectively, who do you think won that first fight between Volk and Islam, and why? Oh, mate, you know, I think, I think Islam won. I do, but I wouldn't. I don't think it would have been like a crazy uproar if Volk got the nod either. Okay, that's how I feel. Mm. I think I think Islam did enough to win the fight. Yeah. But I also think Volk did enough to win the fight. It's just Islam got the nod sort of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. I hope it does. I, I so a- <laughs> I actually did watch it because thankfully UFC put it up as a free fight three weeks ago. I rewatched it specifically for this question. And first of all, very, very close fight. All right. Like th- this is as close as a fight could get, and it was freaking phenomenal. This is how I would say that it went down, okay? I thought round one was so close only because they spent the first freaking two minutes or whatever feeling each other out, right? So that inherently makes it a very tough round to judge because there's a shorter amount of time to judge from. Two was easily Makachev, I would say. I thought round three was definitely more of a toss-up. I could see someone saying that was Volk and someone saying that was Makachev. I would say, personally, I went with Volk. Uh, easily round four was Makachev, and obviously round five was was definitely Volk. I would say it comes down to rounds three and one and three, depending upon where you would go. Um, if I was to actually, if I was judging that, I would probably have gone, because I like Volk, I don't know, maybe I'm being biased here. I think I would have given round three to, to Volk, but either round one, either it's Makachev wins round one, or it's a draw, because... Makachev did take Volk down, but he didn't do much with the ground control that he had. I didn't see him doing that much damage in the first. And But equally, Volk did get some shots off on, on Makachev, but he didn't do all that much either. There was nothing much in the first round. So it's a really hard flip of the coin. It's rounds one and three, which are the ones that throw me off. So mm. that's how I saw it. I don't know. <laughs> mm. I would say Makachev won, though. That's a good look. Yeah. That's a good look. So let us know in the comments below. I know I know we said that we support Volk. You have to understand, anytime there is an Aussie fighter, an Aussie sports team, we will support them to the death just because we are Australian. And we we have our green and gold goggles <laughs> on. It's a thing. I'm just saying. It's a thing. Uh, next thing. question that we have is uh, from, was, what's that big, Matt? I think that's what it is. What's that big, Matt? Asks, Oliveira fights for the BMF belt slash interim versus Justin. Let's forget about the BMF belt. It's a joke. But interim title against Justin? What do you think about that, Rob? How? The title's getting fought for. Uh, Well, let's say it was the number one contendership. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I agree. You you can't make it the interim. He he fought Justin already. Yeah, I guess they are asking, what does Oliveira do now? What, did, what, yeah, what does Oliveira, Oliveira do? Oliveira just chills. He waits. Well, surely he, waits he just gets the, the next title shot, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's in line. He didn't do anything yeah. specifically to like intentionally pull out of the fight or anything. He unfortunately got a cut no. above his eye no. in training. 
He gets the next shot. Yeah, I can also see them putting him. I can also see them putting him against someone else though, like making him fight again, maybe. Like yeah, who? So I can. I can. Who see would he fight? Him fight someone else. He's fought everyone. <laughs> and that's a whole episode in itself, mate. It absolutely is. Uh, last question that we have. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw this. From Misty and Bonnie. What's Rob drinking from that bucket? <laughs> uh, Are you talking about this? <laughs> Your freaking yeah. gallon um, over there. Uh, it's water. It's drinking. just water, mate. It's just, it's just, just ice cold water. Ice cold water. I think they're just they're poking fun the at the way you drink it. <laughs> six months, past yeah. six months. Yeah. Our, well, what's what's the correct way of drinking this? Look at the freaking size of the thing. What's well, to do? Most people wouldn't drink from that. That's the point, <laughs> Rob. That's the. They <laughs> uh, hydrated. How do you think I I get my complexion to look like this, mate? It's a good point. Hydration, brother. <laughs> good for the skin. <laughs> Uh, good for the skin good for the soul absolutely and and that was it that was the last question that was that that was episode 23 of the mm arcade podcast i'm letting you all know know now we have a bunch of errors coming up in this podcast if this Mm -hmm. goes live Mm -hmm. this has been a miracle for us to resurrect this podcast yeah touch all the wood hopefully we can save it not looking good before we finish up though there is one more thing i want to bring up okay Mm -hmm. and uh one of our viewers commented, was upset with my take on hard copies oh. of, of video games. Did you see that, Johnny? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Go he was on. upset. He goes, he goes, the gaming, he goes, the, the game, um, or whatever they're called, like Steam and stuff, they could just take your games away. And I was thinking to myself, like, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? I, like, who cares? That, that's not enough. I'm not threatened enough by Steam suddenly just taking all my games away for me to go mm. build a bloody wardrobe here and start hoarding hard hard disks. Let alone like a lot of those discs won't even work without internet. You know, yeah. it's don't be so attached to things. <laughs> the convenience is is much greater than than the threat of losing the video games. And you never like. Can you imagine if a company? Like I know that's always uh, I know that's always in their minds. Like oh, but they can suddenly just not let you play games. When are they ever gonna just not let you play games? When? Like, can you imagine Look, if one day they just said, "Nah, all sites over. All your games are ours. You're done. Screw you. We're done." Like, what no what way, they dude. would do? There'll, there'll be guys with pitchforks. Yeah, but what they would do? Th- this is usually what happens. Unless you get banned from Steam, like I agree, Steamers or Ubisoft or Xbox are not just going to take your game from your library specifically. But what they would do, and th- it's been done often, is just not sell a game anymore. So then there is no other way to play a particular game unless you manage to download it at some stage or you do have the physical copy. There's been a few instances of games just being removed from from the Steam store or from the Xbox store. Big thing with Nintendo. Nintendo shutting down the 3DS, you know, virtual store. You can't get any of those games if, anymore. There's just no way. If you own it, though, it's you have there. It. No, 100%. If you, if you own it, yeah. you have it. No, Do you remember that story? I, I know this yeah. firsthand. Yeah. yeah. No, I know this firsthand because... There was a game I watched a reviewer play yeah. called Nobody, The Turnaround. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, dude, it's a crazy game. Everybody, look it up. Nobody, The Turnaround, okay? Can't buy it on Steam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got embargoed or whatever, but it's like a Chinese life sim. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun, dude. But anyway, and I was so pumped to play it because I watched the stream play it. All you do is you just go to like a third party site, get the code, and then plug it into Steam and you got it. It's like... Bob's your uncle. So you're encouraging piracy, really? Rob. That's what you're doing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> no, it's a Steam code that someone else bought that you bought off them. Obviously, I, I don't know if that if that's even legal, but uh, key yeah, reseller is very, very great area. Um, but also, no, Steam yeah. could absolutely say if all codes are out there that haven't been redeemed yet, they're all cancelled. And Steam codes do expire. Game codes do expire within. within no, a no, no. I, I, I know this. I know this. Yeah. I know this. I know this. No. You, are, you are going to convince people know. with I've your argument, Rob. Th- it's not going to happen. Some people just want their physical games. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's we, a thing. It will. It will. Bro, brother, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> it's so freeing being just on the cloud. <laughs> just, just 
join the cloud. It's it's free. You can <clears throat> rock play it games from place. anywhere on any device <laughs> at any time. It's like yeah. you need to just release yourself from the physical constraints of things like games and things <laughs> and items. You know, it comes uh, out. Who cares? I didn't and, and, and okay, let's say hypothetically, let's say hypothetically, mm. worst yep. thing in the world happens. Steam says, screw all you guys and deletes and disappears with all your games. Okay. Right. I'm going to say it's going to suck. Yeah. But what are you going to do, do? Roll over and cry? No, you, you just pick up a new game or just go out, go outside for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you work it out. You work it out. It's not the be all end all. It'll be okay. No, I, and people, trust me, I love games. Yeah, <laughs> people are just gonna pull out the physical discs if they have them and and play them on their physical discs. That's the, that's what they're gonna do, Rob. The people that were savvy enough to buy the the games on discs and physically, we're not gonna get anywhere with this argument. People are just against, like they want their physical discs. They're collectors, whatever. And what's to stop me thing. from just being like, okay, the game company's down and just going on. Ebay and just picking, buying one up. But that's their point, Rob. That's their point because game devs and publishers, some of them moving on where they're not releasing their games physically anymore, and and it's and it's a bad yeah. thing if those stores are ever right. shut down and they've happened before, or the games just aren't being sold for whatever reason. So mm. I can understand if people want to keep their physical discs, but for me and for you, we just don't do that. Like. In my in my storage right now, I have a bunch of old Xbox 360 games. I'm never going to touch those discs ever again. So it's just not me. But I know some people that would. So fair enough. You know, I, I feel like the people the people that are complaining, I feel like just haven't had to live with memory cards. Do you, do you not how do you not remember, remember how bad that was? Yeah, how bad life was back then when you <laughs> used to have to so use memory bad. cards. <laughs> oh, mate, what what uh, rough times! What rough times they were. And with that, episode twenty three, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening, and we'll see you in the next episode if we can t save it. All right, you take care.